0: Love Talk Radio spooky Urban Jungles Radio Urban Jungles Radio Urban Jungles Radio Urban Jungles Radio It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio Urban jungle radio, 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 urban jungle radio.
1: But at the end.
2: questions.
0: when broadcasts may contain mature subject matter and extreme awesomeness. Listen yeah, at cute. your own risk. Attention, jungle junkies and new listeners worldwide. It's time for the world-famous Urban Jungles Radio. The Urban the Jungles Woo! Radio Show. With your hosts, Danny Mendez, the Beastmaster, and Andy Lee. Woo! Prepare to enter a new stream of consciousness, higher level of awareness, and an overabundance of awesomeness. Streaming light at the speed of light from the world wide interweb, straight to your brain's core. It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio.
1: Midwest. That's Midwest, is Oh, that's Midwest? Right, I'm throwing up signs, everybody out there who's wondering. I'm throwing up signs to Andy from Midwest representing for us, maybe.
3: I thought yeah. you had uh,
1: arthritis or something along. <laughs> I'm <that> <laughs> I'm so cramped. Good evening, jungle junkies. Across this wonderful and slowly poisoned planet, this is your very optimistic and slightly sarcastic beastmaster, master. Known to mortals around the world. as Slightly? Slightly. Okay. Known to, to, to mortals. Everywhere, worldwide on this planetary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if we're broadcasting into outer space, which I'm pretty sure we are at sure this are. point, yeah. um, I welcome all of you xenomorphs and such. And, nice. Yeah. And, nice, ooh, nice. We're talking xenomorphs, baby. I'm on that. I'm on that. And of course, besides me, sits my longtime friend. And for all intents and purposes, really, my, my brother, and often referred to wingman who goes by the human birth name, and D V. I'm loving it man. I'm loving it, man. <laughs> We're keeping the vibe going tonight, proof, Andy. I Andy. I need a vibe. I'm catching the smooth vibe today. I'm inspired we got, of course, The Last Dragon up on the big
4: screen. It's, it's hard not <sighs> to be inspired when you, when you see, uh, you know, you
1: Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon on the screen. God Come on. Fucking great movie. If you guys have not seen this movie, please watch this movie. This is the 1980s, exactly like you said, Barry Gordy's masterpiece. For those of if yeah, you who know really who Barry Gordy is, he's responsible for basically everything Motown in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, he just went out and created this, like, black kung fu movie, and it's just Freaking awesome, and it's just great. It takes place in Harlem, and it's it's got like the glow. And, it's so and it's
4: so quintessential eighties and quintessential cheese. I hate to say it, it's a great movie, but just like Sunday matinee it's, it's type cheesy
1: you know? martial artist. It is, it is totally.
4: But the dude who 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 is plays that the lead character Bruce Leroy is, Bruce is Leroy. freaking awesome. And you had a he brush matched. with yeah. him recently. I did, I did. I was down in uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I was down in the uh, Atlantic City uh, boardwalk con a couple <sighs> weeks ago. And uh, my buddy and I were in the, the elevator going up to our room, and he entered with his with his friend. And we didn't recognize uh, him at first. And I, I got to tell you, man, we didn't recognize him because it's one of those still awkward moments in an elevator. You, you know, when people come in an elevator, you don't really look at them in the face. You you just Well, you're a creep. I am. <laughs> um, but you just kind of, like, look away and, like, let them come in. But he also, you know, he's 30 years older than he was when this movie yeah. came out. So it's... It's, it's a bit tough to, to see him, and someone turned to him and said, oh, we like your movie. And we figured, oh, it's Comic-Con. He probably did a fan movie or something like that. The next day, we're walking around the con, and we hear the theme song. We hear the glow in the background. I'm like, you get the you are you serious? What is this? We walk up to his table and if he's standing right there. We're like,
2: "Oh hey. my god!" He had a
4: silver-plated uh, uh, fortune cookie standing there. Oh, no. He was posing when we take a picture. Oh, dude, it was it was great, man. We were we were such dorks though. Like we didn't even recognize him, man.
1: Andy, you, you you should have seized your moment in the elevator. You should have just I wish. Be spun around, mm-hmm. looked at him face to face because it doesn't look like a tall dude. He's like a really tall dude. He's tall. Yeah. He's tall. Okay. Yeah. Well, look at him face to face. And then,
4: Grab him by the back of the head and say, who's the master? That's what you should have done. And then when I get just about pile drive through the floor of the elevator, what's the next step.
1: But did you die? <laughs> I, yeah. But did you die? I you would have been telling that. us the most awesome story on the history of Urban Jungle's radio podcast right L- now. From the hospital you- Whatever. We got remote. We got technology. This is not 1990. We don't have to dial up anymore. <laughs> we can fucking satellite you All in. right. You know what?
4: I dropped, I dropped the ball on that one. My bad. My bad.
1: <laughs> anyway, for those of you who are tuning in for the actual purpose of us being here this evening. Um, tonight's episode is uh, is a bit of a departure from our usual coverage. I think Andy, in, in that we usually largely dedicate it to to learning about the awesomeness um, that is the Gambian pouch rat tonight, mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. kind of our usual, you know, herpy happy conservationy. Well, message. I this is it. Still is it? Still yeah, is. But we, yeah. I guess, my point is, we've never covered rats, which is no, insane, no, no. because no. we are rat lovers. Yes, we know, are. Both. We're rat owners. We're rat, rat, rat lovers. Owners. I mean, it's yeah. So, I mean, it, it's crazy we haven't, but but the time is here and the time is now. And I want to give rats love. Um, so I learned of uh, an organization, I guess I should tell you guys where this all started from. I learned of this organization based out of Belgium that is doing just crazy amazing stuff um, with uh, the Gambian Pouch Rats. And in uh, in the way of they've – they've actually trained these rats mm-hmm. to detect landmines in – war-torn regions of West Africa, um, which a lot of people don't realize is a major issue still in a lot of places around the world, especially kind of in third-world countries, oh my where God, this yeah. kind of warfare yeah. is, is commonplace. You know, uh, in Asia, we see it
4: a lot. A North lot Africa. in Asia, yeah, yeah. So
1: so there's all these landmines that are basically that were planted during wartime, if it's if not still in wartime, and um, there, there's no way to detect them until it's too late. They blow up, mm-hmm, and you step mm-hmm. on them, and then boom, you, if you're lucky enough to survive, you're if not going to have any yeah. limbs. Yeah. Um, Really horrible stuff. Like literally, millions and millions of people have been killed over mm-hmm. the years with them. Um, mostly derelict ones that were left over from previous wars or battles. So it's like a serious issue, but because it happens in third world countries, nobody really gives a shit. Yeah,
4: not many people care.
1: You know, nobody cares, unfortunately. So um, not even their own governments. So no, really it's care, ridiculous.
4: They don't bad, care because
1: you know? it affects the people who are out in the rural areas, mm-hmm. and nobody really cares about the peasants in
4: countries that are already, you know, living in under poverty. Oh my God! Yeah, you and know, such like. Tyranny and and cruelty by the honestly dictators. They're they're run by dictator. Yeah, absolutely. Most
1: of them are. Most of them are. It's very difficult. So it's obviously it's very difficult to not only reach these places. But imagine the logistics of trying to organize with corrupt governments mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. heavy machinery and expensive equipment in and out of these places to help out. And there's a huge expense behind
4: that. It's just not feasible. And, so, and to imagine to devote the manpower to yeah, that's something some like that. It's, it's I mean, crazy. As opposed to having them walk around the villages with AK-47s and, and whatnot. You know? it's, it's, it's phenomenal.
1: This is such a great idea. So there was this dude up in Belgium, and he, he was a rat lover as well. And he mm-hmm. trained his rats to do simple things. And he realized that this was an application that would work really well for um for rats and because they're, they're they're light enough that they don't set off the mines if they step on them mm-hmm. but their noses are sensitive enough that they can detect them even if they're buried several inches like under the ground they yep. can still figure it out so just a phenomenal idea and marriage and concept i just love this idea i love this company I'm in love with ApoPo. I'm in love with ApoPo. I love ApoPo. Um I love ApoPo. Po- a it's a, it's a really great organization and that's who we're we're talking to this evening. We're going to speak to Charlie Richter who's the uh US director of ApoPo and um yeah so oh I should mention too as well as the landmines the rats have also been trained to detect tuberculosis, tuberculosis. which is amazing because it's so much quicker than having to use machinery and process it one by one. Mm-hmm. These rats can do a bank of samples at a time, mm-hmm. like 10, 20, 30 samples at a time in a bank easily, and they can repeat this, or you can have enough rats where you can repeat it throughout the day, and you can process huge amounts of samples, and that cuts the cost in the medical world so much, mm-hmm. and it's so much more efficient. So just, again, another fantastic application. So, of course, we have to highlight this company, and, and I'm really excited to be able to do that. Um,
4: and we did it in a very interesting manner. We you know? did, we did. and We, and it, we didn't have him uh, in studio. We didn't do the typical phoner. I mean, he's a, a guy that is from the United States. He's actually from Washington, D.C., Yeah, which it, is, you know, I consider that local. It, you know, it is it is somewhat local. Area. It's like two hours from I now. Mean, he's right. not you know he's not in Denmark, so that's that's nice. Great, right. right. He's, gonna, no. he's, he's at least in the same. Time so zone. He he's a local guy, so of course when when I heard that
1: he was in New York City, mm-hmm. we immediately seized the opportunity, and and we literally did. We literally snatched this guy off of the street, yep. um, and shoved him in the back seat of Andy's car. And it was almost as nice if
4: I was an Uber driver. Yeah,
1: and we just drove him into like the worst neighborhoods of New York City until he I finally tried. gave us an interview. I really tried to
4: stay <laughs> away from that kind of shit. I really did. We were like, yeah, we're going to drop you off right here. I stopped <laughs> just shy of Harlem, and I, I turned around because three white guys or your pseudo white no, three white, white guys that is Harlem dude <laughs> oh my god I'll that. be
1: like yo no sé quién estos gringos son yo me voy yo me voy yeah yeah <laughs> we would have been your parole officers what are you talking about <laughs> so, so yeah we drove uh, this poor guy Charlie Richter uh, through through all of New York City Manhattan as I sat in the back seat with him and basically interviewed him and mm-hmm. it, I liked the, it it worked you know I we, think so we videotaped everything and, and of course we we'll released the video in the next uh, day or two on, on our YouTube so if you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel you're going to miss out but um, um, the video was pretty interesting so far from what I've seen in the footage. I, I like the concept. And I think we might have to do more of this, but it's basically
4: interviewing people in the backseat of your car. You know, you, you remember that, uh, that 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 show on HBO Taxi Cabot yeah, Fashion? yeah, that's very much how it was. <laughs> pretty much. And I, I honestly, I didn't mind it. Honestly, it was cool. It was I liked it. I thought it was, it was really cool. I yeah. thought it was a cool concept. You know, we we have to find a way to apply this too, to mm-hmm.
1: maybe like road cruising with Herbs and or You like
4: know that. what, when. We we really gotta seize this opportunity with this uh, Angelo Garcia guy, man. He's he's a New York. Angelo, he be a would be a Everybody, okay, check this out. I mean, we, I've got a sunroof on my in my car, so I mean. Okay, we, we need this. We need we need people to help us with this, right? We should okay. call in the troops. Okay, yeah. so
1: so if you're a jungle junkie, of course you've probably seen the post that I put up, which I love. Dude, I love this dude. He's great. He's uh, great, man. Uh, he Angelo really Garcia. Is. He's he's basically an an ex member of Menudo, of Menudo a former member of Menudo which is a Spanish boy band don't laugh i grew up with the motherfuckers oh I, my god we're I to it, so bad. man. Anyway, I don't mean to digress so bad, but this is a good story. Anyway, this guy Angelo from from Menudo, he he, he basically has a Facebook page with like millions of followers, and mm-hmm. he posts these videos, and it's like, I feel, well, let me just, you know, I'm going to leave it at his that. His own
4: okay. artistic interpretation yes, of, yes. of popular songs. Yes,
1: exactly, and he does it on Facebook, and he does it like, very kind of simple, just kind of, like, up-to-the-screen type deal off of his computer, and it's interesting, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I love the, I, I just love that the dude puts, it all out there. Like oh he my just, God! Yeah, he puts it all out. He doesn't care what people mm-hmm. think. He just mm-hmm. so I really, really admire that. So I always got respect. I that. love putting those po- those posts up to your wall or showing I you wall <laughs> to your wall you of like different songs. His, right. So anyway, so it, look for this guy on Facebook. Everybody, his name is Angelo Garcia. He's got gorgeous eyes. You'll see the you'll see the official like blue check next to him. You know he's the guy, right? And message him and tell him you want him on Urban Jungles Radio. Yes. Yes. We will put him, slap him in the backseat of a car, and we will get his opinion on wildlife issues. Absolutely. And everything. Also drum get an improv cool. song we're something. talking about his tattoos he's got like spider tattoos mm-hmm. and cool shit like that mm-hmm. we'll we'll do whatever yeah we'll do an acapella or something it'll oh my be, god that would be great it would be the most epic interview ever, ever so just go to Angelo Garcia's page mm-hmm. look for him on Facebook message him that you want to see him on Urban Jungles Radio and then hopefully he'll because cause we've been sending him messages and he's just a busy dude but maybe if you guys he's, he's a popular man yeah it is so that'd be cool so anyway let's, let's get ready let's get rid to the at rats right yep <laughs>
0: This is Emma Locke from the Human Centipede Two, and you're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Oh, nine, one, one, yeah. Join Danny Mendez live every Friday night at 10 p.m. in his quest to bring you the very best in cold-blooded entertainment. Oh. Urban Jungle, Urban Jungle, Urban Jungle, from special guest appearances, thank you for today. So
1: you know that we kind of like the underdog around here at Urban Jungles Radio, especially when it comes to animals and pets. And rats, man. I, look, we could probably go on forever and probably do a show on how great rats are in general mm-hmm. as pets. And mm-hmm. They're just phenomenally smart animals. They're so undersold. I think if, if you're in a world where you want a companion animal but can't have a dog or a cat – let me tell you, man, a rat is pretty goddamn awesome. They will just sit there and chill with you. They will enjoy watching TV and snacking with oh, you. Oh, yeah, they will. Like, you know, they can be trained to do crazy stuff. And case in point, these, these Gambian pouch rats, they're not that different from domestic rats in that sense. They're they're highly trainable. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen one, Andy, a live one? No, I've never seen a live one, no.
4: <clears throat> because like, they're not... They're not. Excuse me. They're an invasive
1: species in the states, right? They are. They are. So, I mean, for those of you who don't know, the the rats that we're going to be talking about tonight, for the most part, are Gambian pouched rats, or they call them giant African rats sometimes mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. They're this cool kind of sub-Saharan species of rat that gets to be really decently sized. It's not one of the biggest rats in the world, but uh, the, the adults weigh about three can weigh about three pounds or so. I've heard reports of like triple that, which I doubt. Wow. That's, unless man, it's that's like a fat cat. That's a
4: beasty. Yeah. Man. Unless you know,
1: I could see somebody like fattening one up though as a pet. It's sure. A pet. Sure. It's yeah. A, yeah. A, or like you know, so because those things are probably like house like mm-hmm. so much food. Um. So anyway, so so they're big, they're big, and, and they're about like three feet long with the tail, and more like half that oh God, tail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, half of that tail. But I mean, still like a, you know, it, it takes up a it has a presence, man. Um. And and like hamsters, they have these pouches in their cheeks, mm-hmm. so that's where they get the name from. So they're just this fascinating species, and they were popular pets for a while in like the '90s, especially here in the US. I remember the boons. Really, and and dude, it's crazy. They, they were like, they used to sell like wholesale for like sixty five bucks, dude. Like oh my they god! Were, yeah, they were really cheap or whatever. And wow. I remember they were they were becoming pretty popular as pets here in the U.S., but then, um, they I think it was like early two thousand, yeah, about early two thousand, they realized that the Gambian pouched rats were infecting prairie dogs with monkeypox. But they were prairie dogs in the pet trade. They weren't wild dogs. Oh,
4: okay, okay. But okay. then these were
1: going out to people as pets, sure. getting distributed out and, and right. causing issues with this monkeypox thing. I don't know exactly what it did, but I'm sure it wasn't pleasant. Um, It was unpleasant enough. And like In 2003, uh, the CDC and the FDA both banned them from being imported into the U.S. anymore, mm-hmm. unless you have very specific reasons. But it was too late, like you said, Andy. There was already an invasive population of them. And there still is, I think they have gone through major efforts to eradicate them. They hunt them. Um, they have, like, a huge bounty on their heads, like kill them on the spot type deal. You know, they're, they, they are just they're hunted down with a lot of malice where they are in the Keys. I think it's one particular island in the Keys where mm. typical, you know folklore story that they escaped from a breeder, slash course, whatever, right, a couple, or some breeder released a bunch of them, and they established themselves, and they're pretty invasive down there. They do compete with a lot of the animals, including the key deer, which is this like, tiny little species of deer. Um, do,
4: they, do they have to compete with the, uh, the, the wood rat that's down there, too? Yeah,
1: yeah, there's a wood rat, there's an endangered species, of keys rat, I'm pretty sure it's a keys rat, I think it's called, I'm not okay. sure, but there's a, an endemic species of rat to the Florida Keys that has been wiped out on that island specifically where the uh, pouch rats were. But they're just vicious, and they don't have a lot of predators because that's not true. I mean, I'm sure foxes take them. There's oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. There. But there's not a lot of big predators on these mm-hmm. little key islands. That's the big issue. You know, that's why the deer do so well down there. That species of deer has kind of evolved separately from all the other ones as the key deer because they've had no predators, and they established themselves. But then, you know, people come and make vacations home, but that's another mm-hmm. show. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, they're smarter than most people give them credit for. I remember when they were pets... You know, I kind of remember hearing mixed things about them. Like some people, you know, had them and you'd see, you'll see people on the internet with them. They keep them as pets where they're pretty fairly tame and mm-hmm. some even like toilet trained and, you yeah, know, that's such an
4: just, interesting concept <clears throat> to, to potty train. A like, rat? Such a small mammal. Like a cat. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean, same thing. I, I guess, right? but they're kind of, they're a different lines. I mean, you know. Cats have been domesticated for so long that it's just commonplace. Yeah, but you know what, dude, they these they're smarter than cats. I'm I've seen videos. Yeah. I've so like videos. they can do like they can
1: overcome that domestication thing with just sheer intelligence and motivation if they're trained the proper way, they can be motivated mm-hmm. to do a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're fantastic. They're really a fascinating species, which is why I was so tickled when I heard about a popo. And um so I'm just gonna get to it. Um let's let's throw him up here. Um, I'm really excited to introduce to you tonight's guest. He's a Popo's head here in the U.S., um, which is the organization we've been talking about. We will provide links and everything on Facebook and on the blog talk description. Um, But I I really love this company. Um, So we kidnapped this poor guy, and we put him in our car, and we got the interview, and we made him give us two pouched rats. And it was all good. You weren't supposed to say that last part. Oh,
2: damn it. Uh, it, 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 Here's the interview. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Come on, (laughs) today?
1: You know, wait, mind you. Wait, I think before we get started, I need to back off a second. Okay. I need to tell everybody, please keep in mind, this is an interview in the back of a car in New York City. Yeah. So the quality is not going to be studio quality, but appreciate the concept. You'll be blown away when the video plays. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Come on, dude. Hey man. I'm so sorry. We totally no so did not anticipate yeah, the, New York traffic the traffic madness traffic. of how... It, I thought it would have died down by now. Right, right, not right. hey, try to, Danny Madness. Danny, Danny, nice that. to meet you. That's
3: Andy up there. Hey, Andy, good nice to meet you.
1: Andy's a co-host of the show. Okay. And, uh, thanks, for okay. and uh, thanks for meeting us.
3: No problem. Are we on air right Yeah, now? we're on air. We're good to go. Okay. We're, we're just, just going to just
1: dive right into it because okay. I, I know we've been keeping you a while. So. No problem. Um, so, yeah, once again, thanks for joining us. And I'm really excited
3: to learn a little bit more about... Is it
1: Apopo? Is that how we...
3: Uh, a popo. A popo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough one to pronounce. I Can you pronounce? I didn't it? do it right for my first couple of weeks on the job, so don't worry about it.
4: So, w- what's it stand for? What's it's
3: the- Um. It's uh. It's it's a basically a dutch acronym for anti-personnel landmine device research organization so okay, cool. something along those lines how did you get involved with them um, so i was actually in between 2005 and 2007 i was a peace corps volunteer in, in niger west africa
2: okay. and
3: uh, so always you know kept africa and development work close to my heart i gone to business school was was a consultant in dc and just sort of sick of the grind there looking to do something more interesting and just applied to a Popo. I mean, I actually had Googled the most innovative non-profits. They had come up, and they had this development manager position, a lot of which is, uh, you know, doing government, um, managing government contracts, trying to get new business, et cetera, which I had some experience in the past with from my past job. So cool. it was a good mix. You know, they knew I could... Handle the uh, the grind of going out and and visiting sites in Tanzania and other crazy countries, but I also sort of knew you know how government contracts worked and and the business development process etc. Unique opportunity for sure, unique yeah, organization. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Apopo actually does?
3: So I mean you know our mission is to train rats to save lives essentially, and you know we're we're open to all different sorts of applications. We've been around for about 10 years, but the two that we've really you know, found our sweet spot in our training them to do landmine detection, and then training them to detect tuberculosis. We started off um, doing landmine detection, and you know the reason the reason around that is our founder was actually uh, you know he grew up uh, in, in Belgium, and his family had a lot of uh, host a lot of African exchange students, and he heard a lot about the landmine crises in their countries, and how um, you know it was moving too slow, the landmine detection, etc. He actually himself was a, a, was a rodent liver. He trained rodents, um, sold them to pet stores, and sort of put together that, you know, they're bringing in dogs to do uh, uh, to detect landmines. They're using a lot of, you know, bringing in expensive dogs from Europe, from other places. Um, they're using a lot of expensive machinery that's brought in from, from the West. Um, I bet there's a species of rodent in Africa that can actually be, you know, just as dogs are taught because they have just as good a sense of smell. They're just as trainable they're actually cheaper, et cetera, that could be uh, taught to detect landmines. And so he went about in 1997 started the process. You know, it took a while to uh, get the research proof of concept up there. And then in around 2004, we actually started detecting landmines in Mozambique for the first time. And we're proud to say that, um, you know, the use of mines in Mozambique, or sorry, the use of rats in Mozambique is one of, you know, gave us a real advantage over much larger landmine um, action landmine clearance organizations and became the government's preferred partner, and they're going to declare themselves landmine free this year.
2: Wow, that's crazy.
3: Yeah, so, and hopefully Apopo is going to get highlighted in a big ceremony, but again, I mean, we're a full service landmine operation, there's always a lot of equipment, there's always a lot of facets to it, but ultimately the rats were what made us um, a lot more efficient than other organizations. So. so like literally, the rats are responsible for saving thousands of lives at this point. Yeah, I mean when we look at well, you know, we look at our, our impact statistics. One of the things we look at is how much total, you know, we look at total landmines taken out of the ground. We look at um, you know how many square meters we've cleared. But but I think most importantly, we look at how many beneficiaries in terms of people that were living under the threat of landmines and no longer do. And Apo is you know almost over the million person mark in wow. that and that's in that statistic. Um, you know, it's always a bit complicated, whether it's the rats or sometimes it's other, you know, it's other facets of our of our mind clearance operation that clear it. But ultimately, it's all about efficiency and the rats keep us moving much quicker than than we would otherwise if we were not using them so yeah what a perfect combination a
1: strong sense of smell and then lightweight obviously you don't want to set off any mines
3: um which would be bad yeah and that's uh that's something i've always noticed when i'm telling people about a popo. i think they're in the back of their mind thinking oh my god these guys just blow up rats all over the place (laughs) but we uh we actually take animal welfare very seriously we have every single animal welfare clearance, um, you know, certification you could get. Um, And, you know, we've done a project with the Department of Defense before, so we have a lot of them actually are based in the U.S., um, these animal welfare clearances. I wish I knew all the exact names, but they're all out there. Um, And then, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we really spoil the rats. I mean, even when we find, you know, rats can ebb and flow in their performance in terms of how accurate they are with detection. And um, if we find that a rat, sometimes they just lose performance, we actually just retire them. You know, if they can't be retrained to have high accuracy again, we retire them, and they sort of spend spend their whole life hanging out, um, being spoiled, yeah, playing with uh, the trainers, eating as many peanuts and avocados as they could possibly desire. Yeah, so it's (laughs) not a bad life. My guess is they're the most spoiled rodents in the world. and again that's very important to us because you know we we are all about saving lives even you know well mainly human lives but we don't want to lose right, the the life in the in the process.
1: So. That's good. No, that's yeah. definitely a, a good view to keep in because you don't want to kind of adopt this you know attitude where they're like a disposable tool. You know you want to appreciate them. For exactly. Themselves. how how many rats are you guys working with approximately?
3: Um so it varies from any given time and you know, I, I think I should say the quantity of rats is not really an issue for a pobo. We have the ability to breed a lot more. It's just do we have the projects to use them in. Gotcha. And right now I believe there's about 60 doing mine action, 40 doing tuberculosis detection. Wow. Wow. But then there's always a bunch in the process of of being trained. Um, and, again, some of them aren't. Sometimes they won't meet the, the training accuracy. Sometimes they just don't have it in them. Right. But others are, are incredible. And what we try to do is, you know, uh, set up a breeding program where we're getting as much as the the really good rats who are her, who've shown their ability in training for her, sort of ability and detection for a while, um, you know, to get those genes flowing through our pool as much as possible. Nice. And you're strictly using Gambian rats, like you're not using any Subway in New York City. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's uh, it's possible that you probably could, um, but the Gambian Poetrat has a lot of advantages for us working in, in sub-Saharan Africa. And now, um, you know, we're soon moving, probably going to be moving to Cambodia as well. Wow. But, um, you know, they're, they're resistance to tropical diseases. They're big enough to harness up on a, to do landmine detection because you need sort of a very controlled gridded process Right. with, um, and so you need to harness them up and put them along str- basically ropes that go that zigzag over a field. So you're making sure you, they detect every single, uh, you know, every single inch of land. Right. Um, but yeah, and then you know, they're 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 not. They live for seven years. They live for eight years, actually, and you can and wow. you can train them in nine months. So you get a big return on your investment oh, wow. in terms of how long they detect and how long they can save lives. Yeah, I know with dogs, it's super pricey to train them to do basically anything. Um,
1: what's the time and cost involved? with rats as opposed to something like a dog, which is more commonly used?
3: Sure. Right now we say it's about, um, uh, you know, I think it's about $3,000 per rat, um, and a dog typically, you know, is about 10000 to train, and then the upkeep's much higher. And quite frankly, as I said, I mean, we have the capacity to breed a lot more rats if we had the projects to do so, and we're pretty sure we could easily get under $1,000 per rat if it was, you know, if we were operating at a true capacity in terms of how many rats we produce projects and capabilities of our breeding center but you know it, it is much cheaper and then even more importantly rats aren't bond forming so they can be transferred between you know uh between trainers and oh, okay. the rats are very mechanical and and how you do them so you can really train someone with just basically a, a elementary to middle school education which is what most of our employees in sub-saharan africa are um which is great you know it, it both offers people at that level jobs which it's not very common you know a stable a stable job with a stable paycheck which is not very common for people with those kinds of degrees in sub-saharan Africa um, but also just makes it so our operations are more sustainable we're not relying on you know as many highly educated folks to get it done with dogs um, you know with dogs too are very bond forming so if, if they and often you know in a landmine detection dogs will come in with the with the european trainer for example and you have to pay their hazard pay it's very expensive and um and if they leave for whatever reason sometimes the dog's performance can drop that's not to say that dogs don't have some advantages over rats but you know i think we actually work with a group called the norwegian's people aid a lot who uses dogs to land my detections and often we find that if we work together you know dogs can add value, times rats can add value, it's just all sort of about, you know, resources and situations. Yeah, that's cool. I never thought of the economic impact in some of those countries,
1: which obviously, you know, can can use as as much um, of an economic boost in, in their demographics as possible. So that's cool. So you hire all locals as trainers for these animals?
3: Correct. I mean, we have over 98% um, locally hired staff, and, you know, Apopo prides itself on not having a lot of people like me in the U.S. with high admin overhead. Of course, you need some people to engage with donors to get the message out about the organization, but yes, ultimately, almost all of our staff is local. And, um, again, we, you know, Apopo really takes managing people seriously. That, you know, I think we treat our employees very well. Have relatively very low turnover, and that helps you know our operations stay quite efficient. Nice. Yeah.
1: And, and now, as far as the tuberculosis thing, that's like amazing to me. I, I had no idea you can actually smell some diseases. And sure, that's the application that I'm assuming you're using. So you can use them for other applications in the same sense. I'm assuming other diseases okay. have.
3: Like people train uh, dogs for cancer. Yes, well. and that's something that um, it's in the cards. We're looking to do a initial research experiment where we actually bring in colon cancer samples to our um, training center, training center laboratory in, in Moragoro, Tanzania, and there'll be known positives and known negatives, and we'll train the rats on the on the positives just as we do with tuberculosis detection, and then put them in, and then cycle the samples through where there's both positive and negatives and see how they, they will, you know, see what their accuracy level is. And if this initial controlled experiment works well, it builds the blocks up for, you know, oper- more more, you know experience where you're bringing in unknown samples and then finally hopefully at some point you know an operational system that would not only allow us to save lives but might actually bring the rats over to the west, which I think is a really cool story that you know the 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 global order is technology goes from the west to Africa or to developing right. countries but if if we were bringing a refined technology from Africa to the u s it would kind of flip things on its head and I think be a very good I guess, climax to the Popo story. And Maybe potentially, you know, we, it's too early to say exactly how it would work, but, um, you know, if the rats had a nice niche and, say, colon cancer detection, it could be a really good streams of earned income. Because right now, with TV and landmine action, um, you know, they're very grant-dependent, and it's just the way it is and the economics of the situation. But something like colon cancer, we might be able to set up earned income, which would actually allow us to do more work in sub Saharan Africa. Nice. So that would be sort of the, the hopes and dreams of the of the future for a popo
1: I love the fact that rats that are just usually seen as these kind of substandard animals in, in human culture are, are now responsible for saving, you know, so many lives. It's such a great little kind of twist. Now I know here in the US um the Gambian pouch rats used to be popular as pets for a while right. a couple years ago. But then I think there was like a I think it was a monkeypox outbreak or something that Correct. that kept them from coming through anymore. Now do you guys do you get any resistance as far as, you know, moving into the West in that sense? Would that be something you guys could easily overcome?
3: Well, yeah, we've actually looked into it a little bit. I was thinking of doing a a program with rats and zoos in the U.S., and so I know a little bit about this. And it can be done. You need to get all sorts of clearances. But, you know, we probably would only need at first, you know, 30 or 40 rats to, to sort of launch a, a small cancer research experiment than operations in the US so um we could take care of it but yes it would be a bit of a pain to get it done um but you know there is there is uh there is some folks uh you know I think the Philadelphia Zoo has a couple of gambian poach rats so you can do it but it's um it, it's difficult and it's fraught with but you know fraught with risk but if we see the the potential benefit uh you know i think we can make it happen there's like a florida population too i think yeah basically. there's a they're an invasive species in florida I just... get yeah <laughs> yeah that's free it's on the spot it'd probably be more of a pain actually than importing them from uh really tanzania yeah actually it would be i think because there's just so much you know i think in, in florida they're told as soon as you found a gambian you'd have to yeah put it down right it. yeah, yeah. Just because it is an invasive species. so That'd be tough. You'd have to go through all sorts of paperwork to get
1: that done. <laughs> I would call them squishy oh, like and take them home. Like <laughs> a a a <laughs> see, we're, we're rat lovers. Both Andy and I have rats as pets. Really? Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we have rats as pets. My wife's dream is to
4: actually get a, a Gambian pouch rat. Okay, she well. Keeps, she keeps trying to, to persuade me to go through the proper channels, sometimes illegally, but I'm like, I can't. You see, you
1: get a job with a popo now, and then. Yeah. Like, I don't know about that. We don't yeah, like It's like crazy saying, we keep cat. our admin load, you know? It's just going to be Andy and Rat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's. I mean, it sounds like a really spectacular program. It's so unique. I love it. And of course, as we said, as rat lovers, I mean, there's just not much to love about the fact that you can use them in this application. And it has so many possibilities, you know, going forward to saving lives. But I love the fact that, I mean, so far in such a small amount of time, we already. Statistically done so much with them. That's that's pretty amazing.
4: You mentioned uh, how how quickly you guys can train the rats, or the time length mm-hmm. takes to train the rats. How long does it take to train a person to train
3: the rats? Um, it's actually quite simple. As I like, because rats are so mechanical, it's a very just it's very set mechanical process for the training of the the, the trainers as mm-hmm. well. It's about three months. Oh, okay. And um, you know, there's we we have so many quality controls built into all of the work we do. Mm-hmm. So if uh if we notice, um, for example, even before the rats go out and do T B or mine action detection um live with unknown um with unknown samples or unknown ground, we uh test them and make unknown and unknown on, on samples that we know are positive and negative. And if we see that they're not getting really high high correct you know, high indication rates then we uh we, we don't use them for the day and it's the same with the, the trainers we have tests like that built in um, huh. but in general it, it really if you're someone who can follow directions and um, likes animals and we do screen for that with our uh, local uh, you know with our local trainers and local rat handlers um, it's really not not a super it's not a super difficult job I'd say you know it can be tedious but it's not something that 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 isn't very easily you know kind of mastered i guess right andy you ready to move to mozambique i want to sign up right
4: now yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's good to go well <laughs> thank you very much for taking the time out and no talk us about this um like i said it's a fantastic program where can people go to find out more about opopo
3: sure um so you know go to opopo.org and there's plenty of information there it's dot org. and um also we have a very active facebook page with um uh, a great social media manager that if you love uh, little rodents and little animals um, and love pictures of them, you'll be in heaven, I think, looking at our page every day. But we also educate, you know, we we, we try to educate and entertain at the same time on the Facebook page. Um, and then, of course, you can actually adopt a rat virtually. Nice. Awesome. So for uh, $7 a month, um, you can go online and um, get a, a what we call a gamified experience where you can actually choose if your rat's a mind detection or TV detection rat and then you get a bunch of stories sent to you that, that sort of mimic what a real rat would go through in the field so you
4: get a stat sheet of how much they've cleared or how many things well
3: it's not an actual real rat because that created a lot of logistical problems <laughs> but we do we do talk about things like how much impact we've had et cetera uh, on like a little baseball car general with yeah 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 I mean oh, there's scratch off there, there's uh yeah I mean that might be something that we do more in the future but for now with our capacity this virtual rat system both educates and you know gives us some good streams of income which is important um and I also should say I mean we just actually last week got our official 501c3 status oh, nice. so if people are looking to to give tax Donate, free yes. in the u.s um that should be set up quite soon um right there now you know can. we're just going through the logistical processes of getting all our payment systems integrated very boring stuff but you know look for that in a month or two um if you would like to make a more substantial donation even the adoptions at that point though, too, should be tax deductible yeah, no, what a fantastic idea and an organization. For those of
1: you listening out there, I definitely recommend that you, uh, you give to this. Um, but but it's, the money is already, you know, there. It's, the proof is there. You, you've saved so many lives already, and this has so many amazing applications. definitely a, nice. a go-getter project. So thank you very much.
3: Really oh, thank time. you guys. It was, uh, it was an excellent Interesting. show. <laughs> first, my first interview ever from the back of a car in New York City. <laughs> we got to make it work. I'll we never gotta, forget it. We're pressed for time. we got to make it work. <laughs>
1: All right, ladies
4: and gentlemen, there you go.
1: Charlie Richter from Apopo. Mm What did you think, Andy?
4: I think it was good. I mean, it was... It was nice to actually be able to uh, concentrate and listen to him talk this time as opposed to uh, <laughs> trying to fight the New York City, downtown traffic.
1: Andy, you did a really great job of, of, of fighting New York City traffic. I, Thank I you, man. It. I love what you did out there, man. I, uh, I appreciate it. No, I, I love how you, you conducted the interview,
4: man. It was, it was really good. I can't wait to see the video. <laughs> the video's good. I like It'll
1: the be video. interesting. We got some cool angles. The is good. The video's good. The video's good. And I'm a little mad about that one angle we missed. That was my fault
4: with the battery. The button. camera. No, it, it happened, man. It That's an older camera, so, I mean, you know, hopefully we get some updated equipment soon and, you yeah. know. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully.
1: You know, Andy. I'm feeling really good about this company. Yeah? I like what they do.
4: I I like them too, man. Like
2: oh,
1: too. I I like what they do with the rat. I like what they do The people. It's a good company, Andy. You know what I'm saying? It's a I good company.
4: I can I can get behind that, man. I can get behind that. Can them. you really? I think so.
1: How far behind it? As far behind as I need to get. Like this? I'm in love with the po po. Come on, Andy. I'm, I'm in love, love with the po po. Train oh. the rats on the low, low. Finding mines that they're so slow. I don't know. Oh, no, no. I'm in love with the po I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. I'm you fine. stuck
4: that in my head and I couldn't get it off. I know, man. It, just, it was one of those things that as we're driving, driving home, I'm like, how great would that be, man? I'm in love with the Popo. Po- po. I think it's because it's I right. probably heard it on, on if, someone's radio as we're if driving If we had more city.
1: time, if we had more time, I, I, we'd have cut that. we got to cut that right yeah. now. Yeah, all right. Maybe we could convince the Popo to give us more Gambian pouch rats if we cut them a song, a I, promo I, song. I think
4: we need to get some popo merchandising or something, you know, like, which is like a Gambian pouch rat with a harness carrying, carrying, carrying a, a landmine on its back or something. We'll have to talk to Charlie
1: and and, and, and see what, what he can do as far as mm-hmm. getting some cool...
4: They need to get the, the word out there, out
1: there, man. They do. I'd like a, a cool rat hoodie with little rat pockets. Oh! oh. With yeah. little
4: pockets, like like or, a bandolier pocket for rats. Since they're since their <laughs> the pouches are on their on their cheeks with the hood, kind of have like little things hanging off on the side. Your MP3 storage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I need my iPod shuffle.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what a wicked, have you ever seen them like actually pull it out? It's so fucking crazy. Well, I've I've had hamsters, <laughs> so I've watched. It's, it's a similar process, I imagine, <laughs> right?
1: a porn in reverse, like it's yes. just like <laughs> out of nowhere.
4: <laughs> like
1: huge celery stalks comes out of this little mammal <laughs> and it's <just> like wow <laughs> It's like the equivalent of one of us like shoving a sapling in our face. <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and and they just they just <clears throat> and they just shove it in there, you know or like
4: seeds everything seem like dump a pile of seeds. Well seed. yeah, I was when uh when my wife and I first got together, she was big into the more smaller mammals so we uh we got a hamster. And it was my first encounter with a hamster. So I, I was watching her feed it treats, and it just kept putting them into the sides of its cheeks. I was like, what the fuck is it doing? And eventually, like, it walked into the corner and just kind of did
2: a like,
4: reverse throw up. Uh, it actually did throw up, and I pushed the the, um, the treats out of its mouth and started eating them right in the corner. I mean, that's, that's really gross. Where does it all go, mommy? I don't know. I mean, you know how many kids are probably really confused with that who've had hamsters? I, like first. I gotta tell you, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna be. Speaking up of here. hamsters, man, that hamster video you put up the other day, was, was that classy, man.
1: I love when he stops to eat the little tree. Yep. And he's
4: like eating the tree,
1: but like I gotta say, and, and I'm probably gonna get dogged on for this. Oh boy, here we go. Hamsters are like the worst first, especially like first pets for kids. You know? Hamsters. Suck, don't they just yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, every kid? I, I think I don't know if it was more our generation, I don't know about like kids now because I think people are a little more conscious of this stuff, mm-hmm. but like, every kid, like, I like started off with like a hamster as a pet, mm-hmm. like, as the first pet you because know, if they're
4: little, they're furry, and then you try to pick it up who and it almost takes with, your finger off. Who came up with this? Let's,
1: let's get this little chisel toothed animal, yeah. right, that is nocturnal, mm-hmm. right? Yes. that does and gets really pissed off when you wake them up. Like, there is no... And let me tell you, I have worked... Like, I am the beast master, okay? I have worked with literally every kind of goddamn animal there is. And I can tell you my professional opinion is that no animal is as vicious and horrible and just overall douchebaggish as a hamster. When you wake them up especially, they do not take kindly to being woken up at all. They will, like rip your face off, go for the jugular and then they, they have those nasty little teeth and oh horrible, horrible little creatures for first pets. I mean you know, there are people who can manage them and keep yeah. them and, and like everything else,
4: but but no. if you don't know what you're getting into, I mean that but that goes to any first pet, honestly. Like whether it's a mammal or, or a, most first pets do suck. Like yeah. how many
1: millions of turtles and goldfish and leopard geckos and, and even yeah, you know no you're right, like leopard geckos, yeah, crested geckos. I mean how
4: many fancy like, mice get sold as a pet? For like little kids, and then the kid tries to grab it, it bites, and then runs away, and it's lost in the house forever now. Or the kid grabs the tail, and it loves the tail. Oh yuck. yuck. Oh my god! Rats, rats are the
1: best, man. I love rats. Rats are cool. I just, I just, I, I awesome.
4: never had a desire to own rats. I wasn't much of a mammal person growing up. I was more into bugs and, and reptiles and stuff like that. But uh, my wife, you know, be, has, is obsessed with them, so we, you know, we have a plethora of rats. Do you know what a plethora is, Andy? No, half do not.
1: <laughs> Tell me, do you think you have a plethora of rats, Andy? Yes, a lot more. <laughs> Tell me, Andy, how many exactly is your plethora? Pretty much. Pretty much, right there. Yeah. Andy, how many hamsters do you have? I'm, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> none. None. big <Okay, laughs> rats. big yeah. rats. Yeah. rats? Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have any gerbils, Andy. We had gerbils at one point. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, they were cool. I liked them because they. They, they were they were diurnal, so I mean they were they were kind of neat, you know. The the hamsters not so much. Yeah, but cool. they, they, they were they were they had a lot more personality than the hamsters did. The hmm. uh, the gerbils were really neat. Cause they were like little kangaroos just hopping around and stuff like that, as opposed to big fat ass hamsters waddling all over the place. they were pretty neat.
1: I heard uh, I heard Richard Gere is a fan of gerbils.
4: I heard that that rumor too. Isn't that crazy? It's like an urban like urban legend. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm
1: assuming. But, I mean, I remember that was just, like, such a popular thing. Yeah. Anyway, I digress.
4: South Park did an episode of, uh, <laughs> of course he did. with the gerbils, and they, they named it uh, Lemmy Winks. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hilarious. I can't
1: watch that It, one. Went, uh, it went
4: through Mr. Slay's uh, <laughs> anus, and it was hilarious, man. <laughs> That's
1: great, man. <laughs> you have to watch that I'll one. I right I'm to go find it, I'm going to go dig it up later on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. oh my God. So, yeah, so, I mean... Great company, of uh, Popo. I, I, you know, you have to look them up. Just like Google, you'll you'll find it. Oh yeah, there. it's okay. a young company too. So I mean, they they still got plenty of room to grow. Look up their info. I can't even begin to tell you what the the uh, acronym stands for. He he said it. He said it. I I read it off once mm-hmm. before, uh-huh. and it's like it's mostly in Dutch. I yeah, it's mostly Dutch. in in From Dutch. Is
4: Belgian, he, um, is Belgian Dutch? God, I don't American. think so. We're ignorant <laughs> <Americans. I'm laughs> <Yeah. sure>. Um <laughs> He uh, I I like Charles. He was he was a nice <laughs> guy, man. He really was. He was a big dude Like he was, <laughs> he was tall as shit This so we Okay so, so, so we're like, He was uh, almost like the, Like a young Fred Gwynn <laughs> With uh, his deep voice <laughs> And uh, you know His long Oh
1: he, my god he, he was a super nice guy I felt so bad Because like first of all We were like late Of course yeah. In picking him up Because we couldn't Actually get to him And it's the most frustrating Thing for those of you Who have not been to New York City Like literally To go two city blocks It took us what 20 minutes Minimum we so it took us like tw- we missed him on the mm-hmm. first swoop around because there was a cop there he was like of course like pushing everybody around and stuff mm-hmm. and we didn't know where to go and then, and then there's literally no physical space legal or not yeah. so there's just physically no space to put your car anywhere and so we passed him up, and then we caught up with the poor guy, like, 20 minutes later. It
4: took us 20 minutes <laughs> he's to like, go around the block. He's never
1: seen us before. Nope. Like, we're picking him up in Andy's car. Yeah, trust us. Come on. Get in. Get in. Get in. And then, like, the dude gets in the car, and, like, immediately as it dawns on him as he sits in the car that there's just an array of cameras focused yeah. on him yeah. and a microphone on my hand. And you can hear him. You can actually hear him in the interview. He's like, oh, we're on air? And I'm yes. like, yeah, we are. Because I felt bad because I knew we had a limited amount of time, too, mm-hmm. and I didn't mm-hmm. want to... But still, um, and then when we took off, like I'm wondering, this guy thinking, like, where the hell are they taking me? Like, yeah, like we should have fake, we should have faked, faked dumped him up in like Spanish Harlem. Like, <laughs> okay, we'll leave you. All here. And you have gone around the block. <laughs> no, poor guy. He was he was a very very nice guy. Special thanks to Charlie Richter for, yes, for you, putting Charlie. up with our antics. Um, it, it takes. He was it, he was a cool guy. man. Yeah, he was very cool. He was very nice guy. Sky- you know, if we are in the D.C., area, we have to talk to him again, and we mm-hmm. will do a follow up. I want to do a follow up in about a year's months. time. I'm thinking like a year's time because I really want to see where they go. Like I wanna mm. see where they grow in the next year, or maybe like six months. I wanna see where they're growing and, and how they're going as opposed to now where they're they're kind of still a startup. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but just already I mean you heard them, they they've already declared areas mine free because yep. of their work. Yep. I mean they literally statistically have saved over a million people easily. Easily in yeah. death like in, in annual deaths over the the accumulated years that they've already been on the ground working this. So Really phenomenal organization if you love rats um if you love human rights uh, not, i guess not human rights but human no yeah. welfare, human um, welfare this is a
4: really worthwhile organization I totally give them like and a i green i light. i believe you mentioned um uh the the world health- health organization was right. also kind of supporting them as well because of the the tuberculosis yeah. which i which i found fascinating. The tuberculosis thing was fascinating. I, I really
1: don't give that. I keep forgetting that because it's. It, but it really should not be overlooked. Because no,
4: but their their promo, the video that that's been that kind of started this whole yeah. thing for us um, was them searching out the mines, right. which. I hate to say it, it is the more pressing. It is. of it the is. issues it, than and it, with tuberculosis,
1: and it's the most like fetched thing ever. If you think about like dudes walking rat giant rats across a minefield, like yeah. it's
4: straight out of like you know some fiction. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, I picture it on, on some type of like pulley system in like a grid, so they're just going up and down. It like, is. It's what it is. It's field, just like a,
1: two pulleys, two dudes, and they stand I don't know how many yards apart from each other, and the the rat is on two, a, a pulley that they direct because mm-hmm. they're very meticulous. Of you know where the areas the areas that they're covering and and they want to make sure they cover every possible angle you mm-hmm. know in every possible like literal inch of of the area that they're supposed to do they do these really tightly controlled grids mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the fact that they can do it so efficiently with minimal amount of equipment and, and personnel two guys and a rat two and, guys and a and a rat and, and it. bananas for treats yeah you know, seriously go, like, yeah. You know, and they're very food motivated like most rats are which is why they're so cheap like most mammals are yeah sure. right. <laughs> So um, kudos to them, and, and don't hesitate to drop them a couple bucks, man. And, but you guys don't realize—I know you probably hear us say this on occasion. So I, I, I promise you, if I'm telling you that a place is good, like I have totally like vested them. I have checked them out from top to bottom, and like I, I, they have to really stand out above. And I think this is one of those companies that we're gonna hear really great things about. Like Damien, remember Damien? We covered Damien, Damien Mander, before. Yeah. They got like he got really huge with IAPF, IAPF yeah, which yeah. is a phenomenal organization. And, you know, now they're huge. And, and I think this is going to be on par with that kind of organization that's, mm-hmm. that's so groundbreaking. For that, for that
4: particular area. Yeah, it's but so honestly, groundbreaking
1: and doing such such really amazing work that this is definitely going to be one of those, one of those companies that, that you should keep an eye out for. So mm-hmm. check
4: Without a doubt. A pull, pull. Also, besides the T-shirt idea, I I was talking to my wife about it today. And, uh, like, the, the uh, Adopt a Rat on their website. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's a virtual rat, which... I get it for logistics. It, yeah. it kind of makes sense for them right now. But I think, I don't know, it, it, maybe it just passed you. But I remember when I was in grade school, we had the, um, the D.A.R.E. drug dogs come to school. Oh, my God. I was a D.A.R.E. counselor. Were you Really? How ironic. Well, is that a story? How right? ironic. <laughs>
1: well, you know, my brother. My brother actually brought Dare to New Jersey. He was like one of the first. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. My, my brother was a police officer way back when, and he actually was one of the first police officers to run the Dare program in New Jersey. And at the time I was in high school, I was in high school and I was drug free and uh, alcohol free. I did not drink or do any drugs. Good in high for school. you. I was. Good for you. And then college was a totally different story. Oh my but God. Still, yeah. Total um, 180. I was. I was. And so I was a, a counselor, like a peer counselor for younger kids. And we used to be Very to cool. That. But anyway, yeah, you were saying uh, adopt. What, what did you well, adopt? no, they
4: um, well, not necessarily adopt, but they had um, what I was telling to to Charles in the car. Oh, the, the baseball card. I have them for my brother. Do
1: you? Yeah, I have them for my brother. So like... they
4: had the uh the dogs the drug sniffing dogs mm-hmm. as like a, a series of baseball yeah. cards essentially, and they and they broke it down by stats. And I think that would be something that's really, fantastic. really cool, you know, yeah. something and tangible.
1: Even, and even like, you know, they used to do the police officers too. Yes, they did. It. So yeah. it would be cool to do like the handlers, like yes. the superstar handlers that like, I'm sure some of those guys are the ones that are out there that are training everybody and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We mm-hmm. like do top tier level of handlers and some like cool reps. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea, you know, that's that's, that's really awesome.
4: I mean, I it, it's it cool to, to 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 have the virtual and, you know, email and stuff like that, but a lot of people still want to have some type of tangible, you know yeah. I, I think that'd be really neat. Maybe idea. Hopefully they'll consider it. I hope so. I mean he seemed kind of interested in it. yeah they
1: they're really open to a lot of cool ideas and, and I like that he was, He was a really good dude. we We were lucky enough after the interview for well, him. um he was yeah. stuck in the car with us for at least like another 25 minutes. Oh, minimum, yeah, 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 minimum, and, yeah. and we got to talking about some of the behind the- scenes talk about the company, and it's just it's a really good company, and i I really think that they have tremendous potential to do good mm-hmm. in the world and
4: know? he's a, he's a young guy. And it's such a young company that they're so open to ideas, different ideas right. about about how they can make themselves more. Dude, known. look at
1: the company. I mean, some dude sitting there with a rat, going, "Hey, I'm going to save millions of people who, like, who wouldn't volunteer for that." Well, not only that, but I mean, like, how do you come up with that? You want to talk about like open to you know? Yeah, yeah. You got to be open when you're thinking that out of the box, and that's fantastic. That's exactly what I love about companies like this when you think out of the box, mm-hmm. and it's such a simple solution, rats. And I love that we can apply it this to some of these animals because then it will ensure the protection of those animals because mm-hmm. unfortunately like in most situations the only time people really will go out of their way to protect something is if they have some kind of an interest a personal interest some emotional investment well, in it. not only an emotional investment but it's got to benefit us it's got to benefit humans so like we have like our food animals that oh, we okay, find yeah okay. we have our domestic animals that will be protected and then you know we have some working animals that will be protected and and the rats In a place like, you know, in West Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa, where these poor countries, I'm sure they're Mm -hmm. eaten or hunted or killed or treated as pests, you know. So it's nice to have a positive, especially here in the U.S. If you talk to anybody who's pretty kind of old school and knows about them, like the first thing I'll tell you is they associate them with monkeypox, which is a shame. Yeah. Because they're really cool animals. And I think like anything else, if you put in the time with them, you can get a, a really satisfying, you know. Experience out of having one as a pet, if you can even call it a pet, because I think some of these animals are more like little mini family members when they're, especially when they're pretty smart. And,
4: and, oh yeah, and, when they when they have such a higher intelligence for such a small mammal, I mean, you, you can't treat them as just you know wall decoration.
2: Poop in the toilet, poop in the toilet, yeah. <laughs>
4: they have a little poopy song? But I'm gonna get it for my kids. Oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, APOPO popo. Check them out. Check them out. A P O P O dot
3: org This is a journey into sound. I'm Marty Stauffer and you're listening to Urban Jungles Radio with Danny and Andy. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know.
2: Urban <laughs>
1: Urban Jungles Radio. Urban 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 Jungles Radio. Radio Radio. Urban I'm Marty Show.
3: And you're listening to Urban Jungles Radio.
1: Urban jungles
3: radio. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know
1: such a fantastic moment.
4: This is a fantastic moment right here.
1: Can, oh, I? Can't,
4: I can't pump with the audio. No, you oh, can't. No, I it and it's only playing on your. Uh, I'd have to do it behind you. Wait, hold on.
1: Move, move to your left. I can get it. I can get it going. Come on. this is the song. The song. God damn it! Work. <laughs>
2: You are the last dragon. You possess the power of, of the glow. glow.
1: Oh, fucking great movie!
2: <laughs> His
1: little brother breakdanced out of the, the rope. Remember? I,
4: yeah, him and him and Ernie Reyes Jr. They both. Yeah, we're gonna get down to the back, right? that. That was great, dude. I love that movie. This—I so this, hate to say—this is a song that's on my iPod for June. 4th. I have
1: this on my iPod too. That's yeah. bumping in my car all the time.
4: Yes. And I'm like, You gotta get the glow. That and the the
1: other one, the glow. This is the glow. No, 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 no. Oh, th- there's another one. There's another one from the soundtrack that I have. Oh my god, what is it? Anyway, whatever. Try to digress. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. But yeah. So <laughs> we talk about we're friends. So oh, we're all over the other place, man. It's I great. This is what happens. Oh, next week we have a kind of an interesting experience coming up, right?
4: Yeah, next week is Do going you to want to be- talk about that? Let's get shut it off.
1: Do, do you want to talk about that now? Yeah, sure, Let's why not? About why it? not? Yeah, so, like, it's a little preview. Okay, so look, like, we got... Indy and I got invited to this
4: event, right? I would say it's an event. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Be- be- <laughs> oh, dude, I haven't asked
4: if we could film yet. I really hope we can. Anything got my cell phone, but. Yeah. yeah, we should probably check that. I mean, they're going to be filming themselves. Okay, so here's the deal. So it's it's like a Excuse party? Me. Or not a party, it's like a. It's a gathering.
1: A gathering, all right? And this little wood roadside, total roadhouse. Like, what's that movie, the Patrick Swayze movie? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Like yeah, a total yeah, roadhouse. roadhouse looking bar, like tucked up in mm-hmm. the mountainous, wooded. Yeah. Northwestern New Jersey region mm-hmm. Which is like Really scary Like there's like a, the Really sketchy Sketchy Like yeah. there's like a like Really like It's as hillbilly As you could possibly come I guess in the northeast Right like Besides the pioneers The pioneers Oh yeah yeah
4: That's another story Anyway
1: so See, you, so, see
4: in, in New Jersey We've got the pioneers and then we've got the Mountain Men. Yeah. So the they, Pines are south and the Mountain
1: Men are north. Yeah, And, and yeah. these people are seriously like, oh my god. Anyway, so, and the,
4: the sad thing is that that's prime
1: herping territory. So like when And this you is kind there, of prime year, you, right? prime Yeah, prime time. Prime time now, you inevitably run into these people. But anyway, I digress again. So, um, so wait, what are we saying? Fuck. About the event. Where oh, it did... exactly is? The event. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so the event is tucked up in the woods in this little bar, and um, so there's bands playing, right? Mm-hmm. And performances of several kinds of DJs and stuff like that. Yeah, there'll be
4: some live music performances and and stuff like that.
1: So then there's also, um, I think it was like 15 female models. Or male, too. I don't know if they're male.
4: I'm not going if there's male. I don't know if they're male. No, you can't be sexist. Is it sexist? It's pretty sexist, Homophobic. No, not not homophobic. I didn't didn't cringe and, and... <laughs> okay. Anyway, so okay, so fifteen
1: models that are in body paint mm-hmm. and I guess
4: topless
1: and or not. I don't know if they're topless or not. I couldn't really tell. The I
4: I'm I not sure.
1: I didn't study the picture. So I don't know. They're body painted all over though, and so you couldn't tell if they were anyway. And it's a
4: it's a celebration connecting art Thank you. humans and nature. That's Thank their, you. That's Thank their flood you. Line. Okay. Read, read. Do they have? Do you have the description up? Mm-hmm.
1: Read the description. <clears throat>
4: Excuse me. Come join us for an event like no other for this celebration connecting art, humans, and nature. There will be a free barbecue, food on the deck, live bands, tent outside in the lot, and drink specials all night. And of course, 15-plus gorgeous body-painted models will be hosting this event, each joined by an exotic snake.
1: There you go. Yeah? That, that, that's, that's the relevance. It's not just us going to, to go to this <laughs> crazy-ass event. It's, it's, it's reptile-related. Mm-hmm. They are going to have uh, several dozen animals there, and I'm curious mm-hmm. as to how this is going to come into play.
4: Oh, we're officially labeled. What do you mean? Urban Jungles Radio will be attending as a special guest and announcing our event on their station the night prior. Oh,
1: wow. Yep. Okay, so I guess we're committed to it. Yep.
4: <laughs> So we are going to have one of the, the hosts. Um, she's going to come up. Oh man, Let me Yeah, they're going to be doing their own photography and videography. So. See, so, uh, yeah, that's why it's like, sketchy. I don't, I don't know. Well, when, we, when we talk to her, we can, we can definitely ask. We'll have to we'll have to ask for sure. It looks like uh, some of the the models themselves, or at least one or two of the models themselves, are the actual snake handlers as well. Yeah, we are going to speak to Ophidian Alyssa. Mm-hmm. She is one of the
1: hosts, and she will be coming on and joining us on Friday night to tell us more about the event, and then we're going to go check this out on Saturday. And we'll, We'll see. So, anyway, it it sounds really fascinating. I honestly don't know what to make of it. I'm sure it's going to be awesome, but um, it's 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 pretty trippy looking. So I'm pretty excited. It's
4: called uh, Kundalian Kundalini Rising. Hmm, I, <laughs> I can't wait. This
1: is going to be epic. Oh my god! I saw, please please. Dalian gods, let us be able to video. Let us be able to at least strap a GoPro in our hands and wander the room, which will be Andy.
4: I'm, t- <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't be horrible. I, um, I, I mean, it's it's not as if it's going to be like a nudist colony. No, 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 no. It's hard. So sure, it's hard. Yeah, so I don't, I don't see, especially <clears throat> excuse me, especially if we ask ahead of time. Like, yeah. you know, we, we have video cameras. We want to put this on our YouTube channel. I'm sure they won't have a problem with it. Candy, okay, I'll, I'll leave you in contact with. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, I'll do it.
1: With Eddie and Melissa. That's fine. And you can. You can.
4: I'm. I'm less assuming than you, you are. You so
1: are <laughs> totally because it's just gonna come across bad.
4: So anyway, yeah, I'll um, try not to have a stupid uh, juvenile grin on my face at the same time though. This is gonna be fascinating. Dude. It'll be interesting. I can't wait. Right in our, essentially right in our backyard too. It I
1: mean. is. It's like it's literally like like thirty minutes away. So that's mm-hmm. that's why that's what I'm curious to check out because it's close. Like honestly, I don't think I would go into the city for this. No, 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 no. I think be I too wouldn't much. brave traffic on a weekend. It would for be this. too much. No. So um, but the fact that it's it's tucked up in an area where not a lot of people are going to be traveling. Um, we might be filming. It's totally gonna to be like Blair Witch. We're gonna film our own stealth film, dude.
4: <laughs> like we're gonna go up there and some you know like Fuck it, some dude. axe man is okay. gonna like cut us off. And well, I'll make sure I throw an axe in my car. <laughs> Angry mountain. So we'll be man. all right. We'll be all right. Oh my god. And on, on top of besides, you know, checking out this event, we can also do some nighttime herping too. That would be
1: neat. That is going to be a major, uh, a major thing we have to do. Um, I'm anticipating doing that. There's just a couple sweet spots not too far in that region. Cool. That I think will provide some cool herds. And that's
4: um that's not that far away from like Timber Rattler territory, right? No um
1: it's like, not that far away. It, it's definitely a long coast. Like northern coast. northern New Jersey has a small population. Tiny, yeah, yeah. There's some a tiny region. It's more kind of north. Central New Jersey, but mm. it's weird. They kind of wrap around New Jersey, and I'm thinking a lot of that is habitat issues, like habitat destruction and, and, fragmentation, and whatnot. fragmentation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's like, it's, it's awesome because the rattlesnakes are like those ancient colonies, dude, that have been here for like centuries. Really? Yeah. yeah they're yeah. like century old colonies that have just been living there forever. And Man, those animals are so like susceptible to damage. Every now and then, somebody goes up and poaches them and mm-hmm. takes them. It's horrible, horrible stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, that is. It's yes. weird because they kind of wrap the
4: covering I have on my phone today. Very nice, Andy. Why do
1: tell the people out there what you have on your? Cover? I've got
4: uh, from Bio uh, Eden ah, Creations. Creations. Thank you, Bio Eden Creations. I have a timber rattlesnake canebrake uh, snakeskin shed on my uh, iPhone, That's on my a, Galaxy. That's such a
1: sweet one. dude. I was so jealous when you got that it,
4: one. It, it was great because it has a red stripe, red marking right down the middle, and out of the ones that Mark had available at the Texas Rattlesnake Festival, this is the only one that had the red marking. And, and kudos to that, man. I, I love this. I'm I'm rocking my green
1: mamba, yes, my, you West, are. my western green mamba today, and um, I have a Rue backup. Yes, and you do. I, I loved, I, as usual, we've loved these cases forever, since, since even before mm-hmm. it was BioEden. Um... We've just been fans of these guys, of Mark, especially. Mark is is, is the madman behind it, all the genius. He certainly is a madman. He but is. He's, he's a genius. He's to come up with this and the processes and if you talk to him you see like a little like glimmer in his eye. Oh he my talks, God, yeah. Talk about the process and he's like he created and refined and he puts he's such an artist. He's a true mm-hmm. artist and he mm-hmm. puts so much into it. So kudos to Mark Tuovar. And um yeah, man. So that's about it. We got um that coming up next week. We will have Ophedi and Alyssa coming on and she'll tell us a little bit more about that event. And then uh, I think after that we are going to take a week off or two, and uh, a little siesta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. Uh, we will be back soon after that. So sounds know, cool. Sounds no good. To your urban jungles. You know, don't forget you can always go back and explore. The yeah, we're
4: on. Uh, we're free on iTunes, free downloads. We've got uh, five years worth of downloads. Um, you can also do it through uh, Blog Talk Radio as well, with whichever you choose. Um, and check out our uh, YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. And YouTube is awesome.
0: concludes another episode of the world famous urban jungles radio show We'd like to thank our sponsors, and most importantly, you, our Jungle Junkies, for tuning in this evening and supporting us in all that we do. Don't forget to tune in next Friday night for another live episode. And if you miss any of our shows, be sure to download them on iTunes for free. Be sure to like Urban Jungles Radio on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at UJ Radio. Thank you for listening to Urban Jungles Radio.
1: Danny, did I forget anything? No, you did not. Just the awesomeness that is everyone over at Apopo. Special thanks, of course, to Charlie Richter, who was uh, awesome enough to come and hang with us for a bit and give us that awesome interview. And um, keep up the great work, guys. Uh, of course, you are wonderful, fabulous, ever-loving, super supportive. Jungle Junkies, I love you all. Thank you. for yes, right, joining. You very much. Thank you for everybody hanging out in the chat room. I see you all, I see Kendra and Jen and Gacy of course is chilling with us and just everybody. I just love all the love that we're getting.
4: And uh, thank you guys, it means a lot. Yes and, it does. Uh, we shall see you next week. That's the show and we'll see you next week. Same for... bat time, same bat channel. You need to get bats. I was so thinking let's go talk that. to Joey. Let's go talk to Joey. I was thinking because
2: you have rats and cats, so now you need bats.
4: I'm not, I'm not opposed to that idea. I wonder if Joey would help me get the uh, the permits for it. Let's go. We'll find out. Yeah, sure. Kick him out. It failed. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow, that's an epic fail <laughs> right
4: there. No, <laughs> to, to your left. To your left. Down to your left. What are you talking about? Oh, there it is. There it
2: is. Latest. Late is- <laughs>